What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Thank you for clicking play. So for the next couple of weeks, I am doing an IGTV live series with my best friend, Michael Barata, called Conversations About Life. And these IG lives are, in a way, like group coaching for the social media world. So if you hop on, enjoy the conversation, ask some questions, and it's just a really fun space and a project that kind of just popped in to my mind and I reached out to my best friend Michael who is a psychology adjunct professor, a life coach, a master trainer with Cultural RX doing row implementations. You'll have to you'll have to head to Michael's website to find out all about Michael. But we've been friends for about 30 years and we have collaborated on projects over the years, but really nothing like this in the social media world of saying, "Hey, look, here we both are." Um, working together. So I'm really excited about this. So I invite you to listen. Listen to the conversation. We talk about the stories that we tell ourselves, right? And self-worth and all of the things that literally all of us humans deal with every day. And that's the fact that for some reason we don't feel we're worthy. We don't love ourselves. We tell ourselves stories that we think we know what other people are thinking. And it's all, it's all kind of silly. So Michael and I are going to be going on this four-week journey to start talking about different topics over the next couple of weeks. If there's anything that you would like Michael and I to talk about, send me a message, send me a DM, send me an email, and we will, we, we will chat about those topics. If you have any questions, send them over as well, and we'll try to address as many questions as we possibly can. But I thought it would be fun to also put that content in this podcast world, just in case you don't have time to hang out on a Thursday night for an hour. You can listen whenever it is doable for you, because ultimately these stories, these conversations are really pretty much timeless. So it doesn't matter if you hear it when it's happening or you hear it a year from now. Whenever you're hearing it, you're hearing it at exactly at exactly the right time. So thanks again for being here. If there's anything that I can help you with or assist you with in discovering your passions, reaching your goals, manifesting your best life, head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com, set up a free coaching discovery call. We'll see where you are, where you want to be, and what's getting in your way, and what you can start doing to actually start creating your best reality. Because you're in charge, my friends. You have the ability to create your best life, but you have to do it, and you have to put in the work. Nobody's going to do it for you. So I invite you to kick back, enjoy this conversation with Michael. If you are free on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, join us on Instagram. We'll be live talking about all of the things. Thanks again. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. Go follow Michael. If you're not following him, I'll put all of his contact information in the show notes. Thank you. Have a beautiful day and enjoy the conversation. You did it. It popped up by itself. I'm so proud of you. Welcome. How are you? What did you say? Does the hair look okay? Your hair look your hair looks great. Your hair looks great. What's up, everybody? Slowly rolling in. We're gonna wait a couple moments for uh, the socials to do the socials. What's up? Watching you. <laughs> Very funny. So, Michael, as we wait, how are you doing over there? What's happening? Looks like that wave's going to get you. Uh, <laughs> I'm typing stuff, too. I'm, I'm using all the technologies. Uh, you know, you can just say hello to people. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to tap all the senses. <laughs> it's much easier to say, hey, guys, what's up? So, everyone that's jumping on, this is going to be a silly night. Thanks for being here. We're going to wait a little bit. And I'm using my special cup that says, manifest that shit. Manifest that shit. This is from a good friend, Rebecca. That's my old cup. <laughs> I'm drinking out of one of his old cups. So. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking? It's a concoction of water and just a little bit of Gatorade Zero. Yeah, I never understand why you water down your Gatorade. Not the flavor I wanted, but flavor I go with. Acceptance. <laughs> Did you say acceptance? Acceptance. 
Right, right, exactly. So um, we're talking about stories. Indeed. Do you have a story to tell us? Whew. Well, you know, I think the first story would probably be appropriate is the fact that we're actually doing this. And the stories that I've been telling myself that we've been telling each other, we should do this, we should do that, we should do this. And then I know I get into my head and I just don't follow through because of fear and doubt and all that kind of stuff. So I get to change that story. I'm changing that story in the present moment. So I'm doing something with you, so I'm grateful. This is You are, and you know what, I do want to apologize because we actually have collaborated before, just not over the interwebs. Not like this, that's what I'm saying. Like here, like simultaneously doing something like this, it's pretty interesting, so I'm grateful. Right, using technology. So it's interesting, that story of, um, what, not wanting to do it, people saying you, what, what was your story? I mean, it was just, of course you always want there to be, you know, uh, some engagement and connection with other people, but really it was getting over even feeling that I'm, you know, enough or worthy enough to, to do this that people would want to engage. So I kind of always had the struggle point of, well, what, what kind of value do I have to offer? Yet in, in my careers, I engage with people all the time and I offer value and I feel very good about that and confident. Yet getting to this type of, in this type of uh, experience, it was tough for me. Yeah, it's so interesting because you are so like, after, but, but not. <laughs> Right? doing your thing and um then we let our minds you know get the best of us and we start telling ourselves stories that are totally make-believe and it's context though too that's i think that's the tricky part of it uh is you can find yourself in one context of life and like you've got no fear at all like i mean you just lean in and you don't even think and then another context comes along you're still the same you but then the context starts to like work on you a little bit. And that's the thing, like I could be in front of people, like I'm a, I mean, obviously I teach college level psychology for those of you that don't know me. And I'm a master trainer for uh, results only work environment, going to organizations, talk to many people, I public speak. Yet I have a hard time going into a restaurant and asking the host or hostess to seat me. <laughs> that is overwhelming for me. Put me in front of a couple hundred people, feel at home. Me to go up to somebody and say, hi, can I have a table? Struggle with that. So context, man, it's just Well, sure, and I mean, you're, you're you know, one-on-one -on -one with that person that you have to say those hard words, can I, can I have a table, please? Can I ask for something that I want? Right, right, right. Huh, right. Never circling back to that worth again. Yeah, right, it's in my head, got it. Express it, express it. Right? You know, last night, um, our, you, have you ever met Jason Blau? Um, virtually. Virtually, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway, my friend Jason Blau recommended that I watch a movie called Dare to Dream from the makers of The Secret. I think it's actually called The Secret Dare to Dream. Katie Holmes is in it, and it's about manifesting and all that stuff. And he was like, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but I, I'm interested in what you think. And... I was really blown away by it because they really actually went into not just, all right, make a vision board, blink your eyes and, and the love of your life will show up. They it's actually showed, works. you know, like not to ruin anything, but there's a character that's totally woe is me and like no self-worth and just feels like the story they've been telling themselves repeatedly is we're just unlucky. Right? right. And if we're like that, it, it comes back to that self-worth. Like, well, I'm just not worthy of it. So, it's easier for me to say I'm, I'm, I'm not lucky. And then it doesn't matter if anything actually ever shows up because then we're fulfilling the prophecy, right? I'm unlucky, of course nothing's gonna happen for me. And, and you know what's interesting though too, when, when you put it on something else, like again, we, you know, we're, in that story we're talking about luck, but when you put it on something else like the right time or somebody else, then there's a degree of separation between what you can actually do now you're waiting for something else outside of you to happen and you're literally just saying, no, I can't affect the situation. So you take, your, you take yourself out of the mix. And again, that's, we take, I would, I would want to understand from everybody else though, there are times where that doesn't happen though. That's what's so 
that's what's so messed up in my head. I'm like, there are times where I absolutely lean in. And I don't like go through the waiting game, but let me just make sure this is right. And that's lined up and that's perfect. And then, but yet when those opportunities happen, I still get stunted and like. I mean, it's interesting. I feel like you lean in really well in your professional Yes, world. yes. Because it's like, all right, I was hired to do this. These people believe in me. Right. Right, they're affirming your worth. And you're like, yeah, and I hop up on that stage and kill it. Yes. But to turn your camera, your phone on, be like, hey guys, what's up? Oh. Joe and I are hanging out tonight. <laughs> like, really? That's a tough one. And again, because to me, that's why I would equate it to being asked to get seated in a restaurant. Because I have to, I have to ask for the time, space, and attention. Versus in my professional world, that's already happened, right? People already agreed to it. You know what I mean? Right. So I was out of that part, so to speak, you know, because it's the professional game. You know, I, I'm an instructor. I have classes. Students know they've got to go to classes. They're not going there because I asked them to. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, so that is a struggle point. And, but again, you're right. I mean, I, I know ultimately you want to tie it back to the stories, but yeah, it's the stories of, for me anyway, it's my stories of self-worth that I tell myself that hinder me in those situations. Right. So looking at that, where, because I've been noticing this with literally everybody. Um, you know, we did this little, I, I, I gave you my quiz, right? Me? Yeah. Yes. So like a week ago for everybody out there <laughs> listening in on Michael and our conversation, um, I had this idea of start asking people a couple questions. This little, you know, pop quiz with just about everyone I work with, all my classes, all that stuff. And it's really just like yes or no. It's like, do you believe in yourself? Yes. Am I smart? Yes. Am I worthy? Uh, I don't know. Do you control your thoughts or does, do your thoughts control you? Uh, usually thoughts controlling, controlling me. Do you know what I'm thinking right now? No, never going to know, right? So we know all of us silly humans have self-worth issues. We just don't feel like we're worthy of anything, right? Um, we let our minds control us. And we never know what anybody else is thinking. Yet, we always think we know what other people are thinking. So then we start telling ourselves the stories, right? right. Well, what if I go on IG Live tonight with Mike and, you know, we just stare at each other and we freeze and we don't know what to say. And I mean, nobody... I would be down with that to a certain extent. You know? <laughs> like, just saying. Right, but we create all these stories because we start assuming that we know what people that are watching are thinking. We're right. never gonna know. Or what people that saw like the posts go out, they're like, why are Mike and Joe doing this? Like, what, what, what do they know about life? We know about failing a lot. So why not share that? I mean, that, I mean, honestly, like that's, to me, that's what really it comes down to because you talk about your quiz. The question I asked my, one of the questions I asked my students on the first day of class is I asked them like, listen, if society was to close its eyes for a day, just close its eyes, would you be who you are? Would you say what you say, act like you act, dress like you dress, do all, would your life be as it is? Every student, they shake their head wall to wall, no. And it comes back to me, that's, you know, to what you're saying, again, though, all of that stuff I feel is affected by what's outside of us. We look outside for approval, validation, success, happiness, permission, just even permission to just do our life, right? And uh, so when they say, if society was closed down, I'm just like, that's like, that's the thing right there. That's the sweet spot. Because we also, I think people trip up when they hear that. It's like, but I care about people and I'm compassionate and I'm empathetic and I love my, my family and my friends. You, people have to realize being you is the most loving thing you can do for those around you because then you become an example for those people to be them true selves. The last thing you wanna be is in any kind of relationship, family, friend, romantic, business, and not being your true self. Well, I mean, to not be your true self in a situation with somebody, what, where is the value point for that relationship? Like how real do you think that relationship is? How comfortable, how trusting do you think that relationship is that you don't even feel like you can be you? So, I mean, I think when we stop looking outward and really start to just because when people hear look inward they're like do you want me to go to a cave for like a week? It's like, no 
I just want you to sit with yourself. I don't care if you're driving or doing the dishes and be like, am I being, am I speaking my truth? Am I living authentically? Not fantastically, because you, that's subjective too. Are you at least, can you sit back and be like, I'm being truthful. I'm being authentic with who I am in every moment of every day. Well, that it sounds beautiful, right? But when do you think the first time was that you actually heard somebody say, everything you need is inside of you? I'll be honest with you, I wish I can get to the exact year, but whenever you were teaching locally up here, so obviously people, Joe is in the Philly area, I'm in Northeastern Pennsylvania, but because it was around that time. 2011, I'll be right back. Sorry, I just have to adjust the light, it's bothering yeah, me. Because I'm trying to think, I don't know if it was when we watched Finding Joe, I started to get into yoga, you know, it was because there was something like that. I didn't just all of a sudden one day go, oh, right. I started to get lessons and teachings that were in that world. Right. So I would say mid thirties. Well, yeah, exactly. That was was the point I'm getting. At. So, yeah. like in your mid thirties, is the first time that you actually heard even that concept. Right. Right. So, what if? We're actually taught that when we're in kindergarten. Oh, truth. You know, and, and, and we go through life really right. being taught, like, stop, you don't need the white picket fence. I gotta be honest uh, with you. All your happiness is inside. You, you know, and that's the thing, you, you talk about what if we were taught that at an earlier age. And I, I don't know, I, I, I feel it's a good thing, but like, I'm sure in the realm of education, it probably would be like, well, they are learning something though, right? I get, I would tell you, my students probably tell me they, what they get out of the class that I teach is the fact that they learned something about themselves or how to like be authentic or follow their bliss or, wow, I really felt heard and listened to, which I think these are like fantastic things because it's probably for some of these students, the first time ever, right? They don't say, oh, you know what, that concept in psychology or chapter three was really awesome. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, when we talked about it. It's like, so the, the educational in the academic sense seems to be secondary to what, like, what you're talking about. I think for some of these students, they're having that moment in their late teens, maybe early 20s, because I know I'm consciously trying to bring that to them. I mean, like, don't be me. Don't even be your parents. And I'm fully expecting your parents to walk in and be like, what do you mean? Don't be like, but I mean, like, <laughs> here's an opportunity right now. I'm the worst salesman for college. I tell my students on the first day of class that if you're not here because you really want to be, drop out today. Don't even continue. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I recognize that that question, you, the second question, what if we were taught earlier, whatever we at least introduced earlier, I'm trying to consciously do that like with class, for sure. Well, sure, and there are people that are doing it, but if it was just like literally a mandatory subject, right? This is how you breathe. This is how you start realizing that everything you need is inside of you. Stop looking outside of you. Right. Literally, like, throw that class in there. Shit, make it a half hour class. Right. But something, just to start introducing people with it. Because then we don't have the tools, and then when we finally hear it when we're 30, now we're dealing with 30 years of, of stories that are just right and i think people need to get away from the labels that they associate with this what we're talking about though too because i mean at the end of the day if you want to call it spirituality if you want to call it meditation if you want to call it mindfulness you know those are big terms and they come with big definitions right that could evoke fear even right i mean at the end of the day this conversation that we're having right now is is about being with yourself, knowing who you, I mean, that's it. It's not like some Udu Voodoo stuff. I mean, at the, and that, so, that's what's so interesting is like that concept of like, wait a second, like ask myself questions, how I feel and what do I want to do? That is such a foreign thing to even, 14th edition book I'm teaching out of right now, they just entered, they just, this is the first time existential intelligence has been introduced. And the definition is basically like, you know, sitting and, pondering the you know questions about humanity first time i'm taught i asked my students all three classes how many of you like just sit and be like what's this thing all about what what's my meaning what is and nobody well, well right because what we do when we're kids right we daydream and parents teachers 
adults yell at us, stop daydreaming, stop daydreaming. Come on, focus, right? Right. But in reality, daydreaming is so good for our brains. It helps extend telomeres, create neural pathways. And you can call it meditation when we grow up. You can call right. it setting intentions. You can call it daydreaming. It's all the same. It's just like coming to that quiet place. And I think now, like how you just said, voodoo, voodoo, you know, right. all the stuff, you know, some people, and especially, you know, because there are some traditions that are like, oh, that's from the devil, right. which is just, you know, kind of right. silly. Um, it creates this story yet right. again, right? Oh, well, I have to, well, I have to sit and meditate for at least, you know, 18 days if I want anything to happen. And then I have to be 18 days straight. Yeah. So it's like, just daydream, stare out the window, look at a tree, watch a bird. But see, what you, what you just said, I think is, and that's, you know, and again, I'll be the first to admit, like in this, like meditation, mindfulness, yoga, even like people, I'll just let you know, uh, everyone, I am not a teacher. I am not a practitioner in any of those things at all. I'm dabbling in my own unique way. But that's the thing. I think when people think about mindfulness, meditation, and yoga, they, they don't realize it's a practice. And I say that respectfully because, again, they think, well, because I've had students say, Mr. Brad, I, I, I sat and breathed for three minutes last night. Nothing changed. I'm like, huh? <laughs> three minutes, not just last night, ever. That's the first time you've ever done it. And you're like, where's my microwave? You know what I mean? I'm like, it doesn't work now. I was like, honestly, like, that's the thing first. And, but it's not practice so you can become a star. You know what I mean? It's practice so you can create space and stillness. That's it. So, you know, so things are free flowing. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, there's this, what is the level? And I'm like, forget level. <laughs> you know just go be you know that's it well right exactly and i say that to literally everybody that it is a practice you know like anything else going to the gym you're not going to go to the gym one day and be arnold schwarzenegger the next it's just not going to happen right and, you know especially in the, you know the world of manifestation people think like oh i'm just going to make a vision board and i, I want a car and i'm going to blink my eyes and it's going to show up but, and then they get mad when it doesn't. Like, but you put no effort in to actually making the, the vehicle or whatever it is show up. Right. Like you, you have to actually put the effort in. And really big part of the effort is believing <laughs> and knowing that you're worthy of what you want. Right. Oh, and one last thing, actually knowing what you want. Yeah, that's probably, a, I mean, that is, a question I get a lot, I'm sure you get a lot too. It's like, well, how do I, you know, how do I find out what it is I want to do? And I'm like, that's the one question that I feel I speak to in a way of, well, let me try to help remove obstacles from you seeing, because I can't tell you what your passion is. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's so on you. I know that sounds like deflecting and like, oh my gosh, what kind of a guide or teacher is that? I'm like, I can't tell you what you love. You know what I mean? Think about it. If you can't tell me what you love, how in the world am I supposed to tell you? I could tell you anything I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if it's your truth though. And I, so I think, you know, and, but that's where, where, again, I think like, how often do you sit with yourself and just either sit quietly and ask your question, what do I want to do? Open up a journal and write down, what do I want to do? And just let it free flow or just write two words. I have no idea. How often do you have a conversation with, your best friend or a loved one or a colleague and so what you know what what is it that i want to do with this thing i mean if you don't and that's why when i talk about effort like everything takes effort so like that gets a bad name too to me effort is just something that needs a home i mean at the end of the day you want to get out of bed that takes effort tie your shoe effort drive to school effort so i tell people forget effort care enough about understanding who the heck you are, what your gifts are, and how you want to deliver them in this world. Care about that. Do you care about the job that you hate? And you do that 40 hours a week? Without yeah, but I need my health insurance. I understand that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you do it. So my gosh, when it comes to like self-healing, self-love, self-understanding, when you start to talk about effort, or not you, and, and collectively, people talk about time and effort. And I'm like, okay, I hear you on that. What are you putting your time and effort into now? How's that been working out? Is it serving you? Do you feel beautiful? Do you feel engaged? Do you feel totally like 
just 100% committed, devoted, dedicated to whatever it is that you're doing? Because if not, maybe there's an opportunity to just sit down. Yeah, but I like all those other things because they distract me. Victor Frankl, talk, right, he talked about, he's like, you know, when things, essentially it's like, that pleasure will distract us from doing the hard work. And it's usually instant pleasure. I don't care what it is. It could be in a candy bar, you know, it could be watching, binge watching a television show, it doesn't matter. But like, pleasure becomes such a distraction when it comes time to do like, the stuff. You know what I mean? Whatever that stuff is in your world. Mm -hmm. But is that, again, it's like my whole thing is though, if you're going to accept that then, then accept not knowing. Don't, don't ask yourself, I can't, don't say to yourself, I can't believe I don't know. Why, why can't you believe? Why not? Well, right. And I, I love everything you're saying, but ultimately it, is, it all comes back to the person's level of awareness. Agree. And are they even in a space to really hear you say, you know, it's actually is inside of you and you have to sit down and breathe, right? Because right. then it's like, well, I tried last night, Mr. Barata. I did it for three minutes and nothing. I still, you know, everything is still blowing up around me. Right. And you know, we'll keep, keep doing it, right? Keep doing it. What is it, Chuckwood, carry water? <laughs> is that the saying, right? And that's it. Like, right. you always have to chop wood and carry water. Like, you gotta keep going. And eventually, like, it really does become an enjoyable space. Right. When you're actually, oh, right, it, it feels so nice to actually have time for me. Right. But again, we create the stories of, well, I can't have time for me because I, I've got, and I, I love everybody out there with kids. Um, but it's like, I have kids, I have a job, I have this, I have that, and we have a billion excuses. But we don't have any excuses of why we can sit on this, right? Right. For hours and just scroll. But, and here's the other thing, though, too. What, what's interesting about that, too, because I've had this conversation recently, though, is, you know, and, and uh, you know, with regard to parents, do you really want to go through life referring to your children as excuses as to why you didn't live your most authentic passion life? Now, that doesn't mean, see, and I think when people hear this discussion, they think authentic, real life and responsibility are separate, right? Or it's, it, it has to be either or. And don't get me wrong, there are certain, that's what I mean, the context of the situation, obviously there are gonna be times where guess what? You've gotta be 100% parent, be there, be mindful and be a parent, right? But like what you just said, you know, you hold up your phone, it's just like, that's what I tell people, I'm like, listen, if you're blessed with 24 hours, my question is, what are you doing with each of those hours? And if you want, if there's something that you want, then my question is, well, what are you doing to get closer to it? Because if it's nothing, or if it's complaining, or if it's excuses, that's a choice too. Right, you know it, I mean? it, it is. But again, it's all a, a, a massive escape because when you, you know, sit and you look and you're like, I don't know what I want. You know, when you actually start looking at your life and you're like, shit, I don't know what I want. I have no idea what I want. Then it gets very scary because then we're in this place of, well, I don't even know what I want. Like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What am I you know what I want? You know what I got to ask in there, though? This kind of just came to me is when people say, I don't know what I want, right? Mm -hmm. but they obviously have something. They either have a relationship, a job, whatever. But how did you get those? You know what I mean? Right. You know, like, did you just wake up one day? I'm with her. I'm with him. I got that. Like, like what was, you know, obviously choices were made. <laughs> Decisions were made a lot. So it's like, what made you decide you wanted that? And I'm just thinking about, like, can what you want to do, is the path really that drastically different from that? I mean, I don't know. And that's the thing. See, we think what I want is extravagant, you know, fantastical right? Mm -hmm. And it could be because it just feels that way. But really, it's just a greater connection to you being who what your truth is, and doing more of what you actually love. Well, right. But I, I feel a lot of uh, silly humans go into a space of being like, well, I was told I have to do this. Right. Like, up, I, I have to do this. Like, this, is what I, this is what I have to do. Sure. And then when we grow up, we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if I actually start doing what, what I want to do? Not what society told me I should do that will make a good life, right? right? 
What if I figure out, oh my goodness, I can play in cryptocurrency and do this kind of work and live in a van. Down by the and river. And just travel the world, right? Down by the river. And people would be like, are you crazy? What are you going to do? How right. are you going to do? How are you going to live? Right? Instead of celebrating that person, be like, oh my goodness. Way to actually do what you want to do. Right. You know? I mean, when, but when you see, that's the thing, though, that I think everyone struggles with, including myself. Like, we are so attached and so rigid with definitions, right? And words have meanings. I absolutely agree. I tr trust me. I sh I lean into this discussion a lot because it's like, please don't tell me words don't matter. Because if they didn't, there'd be no point to communicate. There'd be no reason for communication <laughs> or language or anything. All right. But the definition of I think what you were saying, uh, you said what a good life is, right? Mm -hmm. So if people just step back and be like. I wonder if that's just one version of a good life. So it's not that it's good, bad, worse, better than, it's just, that's one version. You have the opportunity to define what a good life is. And that's what I'm saying. Like a good life may not be house, double garage, picket fence, and that's okay if it still feels like a good life to you. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it's like, I think where people just, there's this hard wired rigidness around what success is, what happiness is, what a good life is, what responsible is, what sustainable is. And I'm just like, okay, I won't, I'm not going to discount that, they, that there are um, versions of those things, but what's yours? You know what I mean? Right. What's yours? That's all. And again, like, or if the version you are living of all that stuff works for you, does it? Are you being honest? Awesome. Like, hurrah. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like, I love asking people, what's your, what's your version? What, what is happy? What is your happy? Right. Yeah, like people look at me like I have 12 like. heads. I don't know. I've never even actually thought about what my definition of happy is. Right. Right, because it's like, oh, well, I was born into this family and this is kind of what is happy and this is our religious belief. So I'm, and we just, we get sucked in. Right. By no fault of our own. Right. And then we try to break out literally it's like what's going on he's lost his mind he's right he's not following the rules <laughs> but see when you talk about what happiness is see this is what's interesting to me because i also think we we attach those types of things directly to the experience that quote unquote produced it right it's like mm -hmm. well, happiness is when i'm doing this or when i'm doing that right well, I, I mean, so I had a, a session today with my life coach, and this is something that came up, and I was like, let me just tell you. I was like, the past, like, two or three mornings, I, uh, or probably two, it was Tuesday and Thursday because I have class in the morning. I called my best friend on my way into class. That's me. Was, That's me. He called me. <laughs> I was already <laughs> laughing, already laughing before he even picked up the phone. And he's like, what's up? I'm like, I'm just calling, right? I did it with my sister today. She's like, nobody calls before eight o'clock. What is happening, right? Because she uh -huh. went, is there something wrong? I think when people start to feel that abundance of joy and excitement and happiness in just in the regular, like all of oh, a sudden, right, right, yeah. right? To me, that is, 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 is some type of indicator that you have tapped into a greater, more consistent happiness in your in your life so now it's like in those what we call mundane moments you just burst into laughter or you're like oh my god i would call and share some joy with people you know what i mean that's because again now when people are like that just sounds like you know wacko talk does it because let's flip the script you know when you're having a bad day and you hop on social media and say <laughs> having a bad day and you call your best friend and your family and be like life sucks you got no problem sharing that all right, and recognizing that this, those are real. We all have bad days, I get it. We get the feelings, the anger, the sadness, all that stuff is real. Own it, be with it, right? But learn from it and move through it. We have normalized sharing suck. Oh right? my God, But, but, but sharing awesome is like, the, it's like, it's unbelievable, it's fake. It's like, okay, what, you know, right. whatever. I I'd say this a lot with everybody. I'm just like, when was the last time? Well, obviously, it's been a long time for most of us when we've actually been at a party or some kind of social gathering. What's a party? Right, what is that? So when we used to be able to, you know, go out with people in, in real life, 
you know, it was normal to be like, my job sucks, my boss sucks, my wife sucks, my kid sucks. And you never hear anybody say, hey, man, everything is so awesome, right? Right. And we don't celebrate. And if we could start literally celebrating each other, that is going to come back for all of us, right? Because we're going to be just vibing so high that we're going to wake up laughing. Because it's like, oh, my God, everything is great. And seriously, dude, you can just say thank you. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Thank you, Athena. <laughs> I'm trying this, to this could be an interactive conversation like that. So, so on that, that, on that, anybody that is out, out there watching, thanks for being here. If you have any questions for uh, Michael and I, please feel free Ask to um, drop them, drop them down in the comments. I'll, I'm going to try to type my response. I'm trying to help Michael because he seems to think that he has to type responses back. This is Michael's first time on, on IG Live. It's my first uh, time on the internet. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. It is. So you used um, Net Zero to get on the internet? I had to ask Jeeves first to find out what Instagram was. Uh, and then <laughs> I, think I, I think I went on MySpace, got a tutorial. Now I'm here. Perfect. Um, no, seriously, thank you all. This is our first one, and, and it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, but again, it ties into what we're talking about, too, because Joe and I have been talking about the things that we enjoy to do, the things that we enjoy to, to do together. And we have done some things here and there, but not nearly, for the amount of time that Joe and I have talked about things versus actually done them, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest. Because we have some fantastical conversations that go on sometimes for days. Like, we just talking about this, yeah, and then do this. I'm going to task you, you're going to task me, I'm going to follow up. And then it's just like, we just, so here we are. And I think this is the result. Now, again, though, I'm doing something I love. I'm doing something with, with someone I love. There is a reality. Um, there is truth in these things happening, though, when you truly allow your passion, your joy, your happiness to flow. To, to, and, and, and to flow in the sense that when I was, when I was looking at 8 o'clock, it's not like, oh, I'm totally not afraid anymore. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, you know, that's it. it it's, fear does not stop, right? But fear stops you. That's the thing. Like, fear is just always going to be there. It's just a matter of, okay, lean into it. Walk through it. Set, whatever right, phrase but, you want to use. But that fear, right? That, that experience of, you know, right before, like, 8 o'clock, pressing that, that button to go live. Right. That, feeling in in the belly right like those butterflies that kind of stuff i feel is priceless like i love those kinds of feelings when True. i'm like oh my goodness like i'm about to put myself out there in some kind of way that who i don't know what i'm gonna say and i don't know how it's going to be taken right but there's this excitement about it that is i mean it's it's absolutely priceless and for you know the people that are watching, like do the things that scare you. They're not going to kill you. I promise. I mean, don't you know jump off of anything high or hurt yourself. But do the things that scare you, sure. like in, in a safe, cautious way. <laughs> right. Again, it doesn't have to be either or. Right. Right. Responsibility and doing the things that scare you can exist. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I try to understand what the fear is around because. And see, this is a self-worth problem with me, though, too, is I don't know if I'm necessarily, if I necessarily have fear about my ability to express my thoughts or talk about topics that you and I want to talk about. My, my fear more so is that how it's going to be received by others. Like, that's the thing. I, I feel pretty grounded in my ability to talk on these topics and carry a conversation on, right? Uh, but then it's like, okay, is it going to land? Is it going to be annoying? Is it going to be like somebody's going to be like, this is absurd. What are we Right, but do? again, it's all of those like these thoughts that we're thinking that other people are having that are just right. totally make-believe. Now, I want to say, though, it's not that, well, so what? You want to just be like completely loved? Well, yes, but not in the, th not in the sense you think. I don't need to be admired or anything like that. I, I want to be able to just have a conversation where when I do something like this, I want there to be, my hope is always that there's understanding, mutual understanding. We don't necessarily have to agree on anything for that matter, but can we at least understand each other? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that to me is like foundational to this kind of stuff. 
for me. Well, sure. And again, it comes back to literally everybody's level of awareness and where everybody right. is, right? Because right. someone can hop on that literally has never been on Instagram before and has no clue what anything is. And they're like, what, what are these guys talking about? Everything. Talks right. about life. And they're just, you know, that's where they are. Right. But we get in that mental loop where it's like, oh, man, what are they, what are they thinking, saying, feeling, doing? Right. How is this? Is, do they think I'm funny? How is my hair? Is my hair okay? Your hair looks fantastic tonight. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. I, I tried to feather it tonight. Hope everybody <laughs> likes it up there. Um, but in, in all seriousness, like it ultimately comes back to we're always creating these stories thinking that we know what other people are thinking. And what, when you say that though, what's interesting, see, so that's all true. We all, and I mean, again, I do it. Ooh, just got a lot of hearts for that one. Thanks. Hey, wow. It is a volcano of hearts. I love it. But what you're saying, though, too, is that's the thing I think people are missing, are, are missing out on the most and not really understanding is that those loops are there, but you can disrupt those loops, right? Now, you and I are oh, both reading, exactly. are both reading uh, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It, right? Fascinating. Uh -huh. Incredible book, right? But in that, he talks about mental looping and creating a mental loop that is essentially around I love myself and that's the thing it's just like it's not about trying to reject or deny the fear the doubt the whatever that's coming because that's going to come right I mean that is but it's a matter of your how do you respond to it you can either loop it up and be like yep no way I'm not doing that or you can be like no, I love myself and I believe in myself. I'm going to rock this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be there for myself. I'm going to be compassionate and patient with myself. I'm just going to do it. You know, and that's the thing. I think what people think is, oh, one, so when those things come, then yeah, that's, that's justification to be stunted in your tracks. No, what's justifiable is that that's your reality. However, you can now change it and affect it though. You absolutely can. Well, right. But then we come back to the practice of, well, I have to put work in to change the way that I think. Because again, you know, it's normal for society to be like, oh, today sucks. You know, today was a horrible day. Right. You know, stub my toe and, and we just go down the rabbit hole. But when you, you, you say to someone, you know what, I've been doing this, this wonderful practice where I take 10 breaths and on every inhale, I think I love myself. And on my exhale, I, I say, thank you. And it right. makes me feel like a million dollars. But it takes work. Right. And you have to do it more than once. And we're like, oh, I'll try. And just like you said, like your student will say, oh, right, I tried. I did it for three minutes. I didn't feel anything. Right. right. We'll try it for three more minutes for like 30 more days. And actually like push yourself and believe in yourself that you can actually give yourself three minutes of time. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but again, though, it comes down to them looking, people looking at their lives and looking how they are investing their energy now. And again, you might look at your day and be like, I am being the most efficient, effective, caring, loving, compassionate, you know, okay, then that's awesome. You know what I mean? But if you're seeing opportunities, even learning opportunities for you to be like, I bet you I can, you know what? Instead of taking 30 minutes for lunch, I'm gonna take 27. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna, because then that's already a carved out space in your, in your life, in your mind, in your day, whatever, right? And that's the thing, it's just like, when you start to tack those things on and they start to become part of your daily and you start to really recognize what they're doing for you, then you start to really carve out and create spaces. And it doesn't feel like a routine. It doesn't even feel like a practice. It feels like second nature. It feels like oh, right. a reality. It just becomes part of your day. I mean, think of like 2018, 2019, when both of us were really like in that really thick meditation practice that we were both doing. Michael and I were both doing different practices, but we were like in it really hardcore. And I, I was doing a morning practice that was like an hour long. And then an evening practice, it was sometimes two hours long. And I never felt like, oh no, I'm gonna go, I have to go sit down and breathe and meditate. It was like, I couldn't wait. If I was out with people, which you remember going out with people, they'd be like, I gotta go home. It's nine o'clock and I have a two hour meditation practice that I need to do before I go to bed. Oh my gosh, I love it. Right? And it's like, you fall into it, and then it's just like, oh, right, this is just how I live now. And then all of a sudden, the neat thing that happens when you actually start devoting time to things that add value to your life, you start noticing a lot more time than you have in your life. And you start actually doing those things because they just feel good and bring more good into your world. I mean, that time that you, I, I remember we would joke, 
my morning meditation was like two hours long because I was meditating like a whole bunch of different kinds of meditation, but then I was reading about <laughs> meditation philosophy, and I'd get on the, I'd, I almost said get on the horn because <laughs> I'm 87 now. Um, but I would call Joe and be like, oh my gosh, but I just read this and this does not jive with what I just read over here. And I started to kind of like get twisted. And that's the other thing that I try to tell people about this approach you know if you want to read stuff watch videos do that but when you can really start to kind of create your own practice that is just aligned with what feels good for you when it happens you know during the day what kind of meditation you really start to sink into a, a, a next level i think because again you don't feel like you're following somebody else you actually feel like you're leading yourself into these discoveries, these adventures, right, even. And that's where I'm just like, I mean, Joe introduced me to Kundalini. I really love it because it's very meditative. But at the end of the day, I don't really practice Kundalini, the, the actual yoga practice of it and all the, the, you know, I do the more meditative stuff. And then I started to get into, uh, you know, Hatha yoga, vinyasa, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, and it just starts to it just starts to become really my my daily and how I go about things. But again, there was a point where I would never think I was I was the person that could actually determine that and make those types of decisions. You know what I well, mean? Right, but you had to start doing it. Right. And then when we start, and I think sometimes, and again, you know, it's the real it's just the society we live in. It's like, oh well, you should do this or you should do that. And we think that we have to follow these teachers that we don't have enough inner knowledge literally that we are born with right to, to take little bits and be like all right this works for me this Perfect. doesn't work for me right. i really enjoyed this part of this practice but this part kind of maybe triggers me of some kind of childhood religious memory and i just don't want to do that kind of practice right but you have to get to that point of having enough self-worth and self-awareness to actually say, you know what? oh this is this is what i like Right. This is what works for me. Right. Uh, which then comes back to the practice and trying not to quit after the fourth day. Right. Right. And, you know, and that's the thing, like, you know, I, I just want to put this out there, too. Like, again, we're throwing around words like yoga, meditation, mindfulness, practice. You know, if you're someone that likes to just go for long walks in the woods, like that is your practice. That's your daily connection to yourself that is fine too if you're someone who likes to go on long drives yes you know what i mean wash your dishes wash your dishes if you like to just sit out on your back patio that's what i mean it's like whatever i always tell people whatever giving time space and attention to yourself looks like to you do that right and you'll be surprised how that kind of morphs into something that is really reflective of who you are which then aligns with essentially that's what you're doing. You're trying to sink deeper and deeper into really who you are. So every expression of yourself is your truth. And now when I say that, I don't mean that you never lie again. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Right. You know what I mean? But it, it gives you an opportunity to at least recognize that you're being authentic in, in, in the moments that even you are lying. So you, when you, you could recognize in those moments too, I am not being honest right now. And that doesn't sit well with me. You know what right, I mean? Right. So it, it you know, it, it brings you, are, are you being present? Right. Are you actually being present in the moment? Um, and again, the words. Uh, but when you start developing that practice, you start developing more self-worth, self-love, kindness, all of those things, where it just becomes second nature. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, right. I can't believe I let all of that stuff bother me right. for so many years. And when you talk about thinking about other people, this is one of my most favorite quotes. And now students are saying it back to me. It's not my quote. And I wish I could remember the, the, the author, but I can't at this moment. But it's, uh, you can't pour from an empty cup. One more time. You can't pour from an empty cup. And so when we talk about self-love and self-awareness and self-kindness and self-compassion and patience, you got to realize if you don't truly have a deep reservoir of those things within you, you're not giving them to the, those around you. I know you may think you are. I know you may even want to be. 
But if you're not truly down with self-love for yourself, self-compassion, understand patience, understand empathy for yourself, then you don't have a reference point when you're out in relation to others. You know what I mean? And, and I, I truly believe that is so important because we think giving some kind of like shallow version is enough. Do you really only want to be loved a quarter or a third? Do you really only want to love somebody 0.67%? I mean, you want to go all in in everything that you do. You want to, and what I'm trying to say is you want to bring your full 100 into everything. Everything. You know what I mean? What if I don't know what that looks like? Well, again, and I, I, that's my whole point, is when you don't actually reflect inward to understand what those if you don't know what it feels like to be loved at 100, yeah, it's going to be tough for you to love at 100. You know what I mean? Right. There you go. The feeling is the secret. I'll tell you, that is something that I'm just starting to learn. Like I told you, like what I struggle with is like visualizing, like in, in guided meditations, are like visualize the stream going over the pebble. And I'm like, really seriously? <laughs> like I, I'm listening to your words and I'm, I'm not, I can't. Like if you could just quiet for a second, right? Then I, so I struggle with the visualization, but you know, that's, we keep saying the word practice. I wish I could think of a softer word, but it's like, you know, until you actually do engage these things on the regular so that they become part of who you are, what you make your day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always gonna feel like a struggle, but I'll tell you right now, the struggle to be who you are will never be as great as the struggle to be who you are not. I mean, that's just hands down. Being who you are, yeah, there are going to be days where you feel like you're pushing that up the hill. I get it. But I'm telling you, that thing will never roll over you because you're always going to figure out how to keep moving it forward because you're so engaged in it. Whereas if you're trying to be something you're not, there are going to be days where pushing it up the hill is brutal. And then guess what? It rolls over you too. You, you know what that feels like. Everything went wrong today. Yeah, the boulder just rolled over you because you don't care about half the stuff you're engaged with. That's the reality. That's why people say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's working out. I'm like, well, how much do you care about it? Because if you cared, you'd make it work. Ah, exactly, exactly. But now you're putting the responsibility on me, or oh, the ownership on me, and then who am I supposed to blame? I can't blame myself because it didn't work, right? I want to be able to blame somebody else. Um, so everyone that, that, that's here, we're, we're, we're probably going to hang out for like 10 more minutes if anyone wants to uh, ask any kinds of questions about anything that, that we may have talked about. I really appreciate you all being here. We're going to do this. Um, we're committing to four weeks, and we're going to see what happens. But we would like to start having some uh, some guests on and making this even more interactive. So let us know if you have anything you want us to talk about. You want uh, to hear just some fun stories. That's not going to happen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Great, thank you all. Thank you for being here. Should I type? Um, yeah, type. Make sure you type, because that, that'll be official, the definite response back. Um, but I, I think, you know, for everyone that has been here, really think about, like, you know, the stories that you're telling yourself and start believing in yourself, even if you literally have to make this a practice, again, a practice, Start with five breaths. Inhale, I love myself. Exhale, thank you. Inhale, I'm worthy. Exhale, thank you. And really start believing that you are worthy of having the best life. Yes, we grow up where you have life is hard. Life is going to be horrible. Your job is going to suck. All of the things. But ultimately, you are in charge. It doesn't matter what other people think, say, or do. You are in charge. And most of the time, those people that we think are thinking, saying, and doing things about us there, they're not thinking about us at all. Not even a little bit. So it's just our ego, right? Our ego wants to be like, oh my goodness, they're, they're not. So there's the surprise. They're, they're not thinking about you. So just do what you want to do. Live your life. I mean, Enjoy and, it. and realize that you are, you know, you can be the author of your story. You absolutely can. And you can author There you go, it. Joe Rogan. But more importantly, you can also be the editor of your story. All right. If it's going in a particular direction that you're not digging, then change the story. I mean, well, right. you know what I mean? That's, that's the beauty of life. We're the writer, we're the author, we're the director, and we are the hero. I mean, mix it. And, that, and, and I think that's where, you know, what Joe was talking about earlier about, that's where I think fear 
can really be this, you know, you, know, you, you, you refer to it so beautifully, um, but that's where it can really be a game changer because in those moments is where you really typically have discovery. You either discover your ability, you discover you're stronger than you thought you were, you discovered something new, you learned a lesson. So there's like walking through that, although it can be, it can be excruciating at times, there is beauty on the other side in some shape, way, or form. There's beauty on the other side of fear. What oh, 100%, 100%. Here's a good question, Joe. What if, what if your uh, life partner, beloved, is not on the same spiritual journey as you? Well, that is a tricky one. Um, I would say talk about it a lot. Have conversation because you want to stay on the same page, even if they're not believing. You kind of want to be growing on the same page or you're going to get into an unalignment. And if you're not in alignment, it's going to create some trickiness. Well, and my question would be, though, too, is to, uh, oh, I would ask this, and I would ask it in this context, is, you know, are you both honoring what you are calling your journey? So, I mean, I don't know if your partner is on a journey and it just looks different than yours. Um, I, don't, that's what I'm, I don't know if you're asking if you both should be doing the same spiritual approach or the same things uh or if it just means one of you is going you know on the journey of self-discovery and it looks like the other one isn't so i mean i would want to i'd want to honor each other's approach because yeah. it's not, not going to be and i would same. i would say if if both people are are literally being their most authentic self you should be okay but like how, how Michael just said, if one person is exploring spirituality and growing and blooming and another is just not into it, eventually there's going to be a space of unalignment. Right. But if you're both on like, I'm, I'm on this path and I'm on this path and we're, we're blazing our trails and we're cheering each other on, then keep doing it, right? right. Keep doing it. But communication is the key. Well, I mean, I, you know, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, I think it's a struggle because at the end of the day, we, we can't fix another person. We can't force another person. I mean, that's, you know, that's not going to be helpful either. But you're, you know, there's, depending on the relationship, sometimes one of the, one of the partners, um, you know, their light becomes so bright um, that they become, you know, kind of a lighthouse for the other partner. And, and that's a beautiful thing too. So the pace may not be the same. Oh, oh yeah. I am I'm a perfect example of that. Literally. Right. Perfect example. My ex-wife, I love her dearly, but, and she was in the yoga and meditation world, and I was just not there yet. I was had my own kind of spirituality, but not that. And it right. just, it caused stuff. But ultimately, it led me down this path that I'm on today that I wasn't 20 years ago. See, that, and, and again, and I know this probably isn't comforting uh, to, the, to who asked this question, but my whole thing is, if we ultimately just honored each other, if the partner, if you're on your spiritual journey now and your partner enters their spiritual journey in 10, 15 years, I mean, should we judge that person for being too slow to get, I mean, I, again, I don't think that's, I don't think nah. it's to do that. You know what I mean? Right. It's our level of awareness. And it's just where we are. Right. And so I, I totally believe in divine timing that everything is happening exactly the way it's supposed right. to be happening. Right. Um, Cause I mean, I look at my relationship with Amy and I would not be doing any, I mean, I can't say that, but I don't think I would be <laughs> living the life that I'm living today right. if it wasn't for all of that experience sure you know it really it, it 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 got me to really start exploring you know what is important to me what what was what is my happy right and how do i go about making that happy there yes lead by example right that's on. the way be the lighthouse i mean absolutely that's all. i mean and that's what i'm saying i think i think that's probably I would think of a, a takeaway for all of you tonight is, is that um, authentic, often, authentic living is wholly on you. I mean, and whatever that looks like, spiritual journey, going after the career you want, having the type of relation you want, living in the house, it doesn't matter. Whatever you, however you define authenticity for you, you are the one who defines it. You're the one that delivers it. You're the one that edits. You know, you're you're the one. And when you can ground in that, and then that life then becomes 
a light for someone else, an example for inspiration for someone else, because not because your life looks like what they want to live, but that you give them the courage to believe I can live authentically in my own way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I think that's, that's a beautiful key. thing. Really just leading by example, not saying be like me, right? Be like yourself, right? Always be like yourself. Right. Um, and the neat thing that happens, right? It's usually tricky at first. It's a struggle. It hurts. It's painful. When we're like, oh my goodness, I'm actually being by myself and everybody thinks I'm crazy. And I'm like this kid at a birthday party and I'm the only kid at the birthday party that right? showed up. But what actually eventually starts to happen when you're like, no, this is me. And we really start owning our, our nests, if you will. Life becomes so much easier because we're not now saying, okay, wait, I'm going to hang out with this group of people. I have to put this mask on. I'm right. going to hang out with that group. I have to put that mask on. Right. We're just like, there's no more mask. It's just like, this is me. Like it. Don't like it. Whatevs. And then it's like, ah. I mean, that's what's exhausting. That's what, that's what, that, I mean, that is what is exhaust. If you think about it, if you truly want to conserve energy, you really want to conserve energy, live your truth. Because mm -hmm. the more time you spend trying to be someone that you feel, based on a story, that you're going to be more accepted, more appreciated, more seen, more heard, based on what you think that other person wants you to be, accent. My good, think, I mean, that is tiresome. That is exhausting, tiresome, right? And now, so again, exhausting. Are there times where? the environment you're in is going to have some kind of influence on your behavior? Of course, all right, of, of course. Like, I mean, I, you know, I joke with my students, I'm like, you know, I, I'm like all over the place doing this, boop, bop, bop, boops, right? But if I ever go to a viewing or a funeral, like I don't worry, I'll be like, where's the dead guy at? Like, I'm not all over the place like that. Like, I understand, <laughs> right? We gotta- Well, right, but you're still being yourself. But I'm still being, you know, but, but fun, and that's the thing, so we, yes, I mean, that, I mean, that's, the other thing is, though, when we talk about not dimming our lights and living authentically, though, to me, my, based on my journey, that is grounded in a lack of self-worth because we don't even feel like our light should be bright. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, right, we hide. Right. We hide. I want to show you right. all this. You know what I mean? I'm like, at the end of the day, you, it's not that you have doubt about yourself. You, it's, you don't doubt yourself you question and wonder if those around you are going to be as enthusiastic and supportive and as encouraging as you're feeling about yourself. Because think about it. There are times where we're like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to do this. You feel it. And then you go, but what will they say? That's what stops you. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't lack excitement, motivation, energy, even connection to who I feel I am within. No. You tell yourself you do. You're actually worried about what are they going to say? How are they going to respond? We're asked yeah. not to shine sometimes. You know what? That I would honestly, and this is going to sound harsh, I would, I would double check the people you're hanging out with because at the end of the day, I mean, it's all, about, it's all about all of us wanting to sit back and give each other enough space so our light, all of our light can shine. Right. And, and I don't think we're saying, you know, you know, walk around and be like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Definitely not. Um, you don't have to think, do that when your you light know, is naturally shining. You don't even have to say those words. Right, exactly. You just, when you're you feel being your most authentic self, it's like, you know, when you're in a real, I'm sure we've probably all experienced this at some point in our life. Somebody probably walked up to us and were like, dude, what's going on? You're like glowing, you're beaming, like, right? Like, that is what happens when we're just being our most authentic self. Um, and I think, you know, there's this, um, just how we have evolved as people, there was this school of thought that was like, don't, tell people the good things that are happening, right? Right? Because like, there's gonna be some, what? Like some expectations, some people are going like feel bad, like they're gonna feel bad if they don't have it. And we have to get out of that. We really, really, as a society, we need to be celebrating our successes, celebrating everyone's successes. If we can celebrate our successes and everyone else's success, it's going to bring more joy, love and abundance into our life. And here's a fun practice. The next time you're at the grocery store, and I love this example, and you, you know, you have like a loaf of bread and you get behind the person that has an overflowing cart of food. And you're like, oh man, why did I get in this? Why did I get behind this person that literally just bought everything in the store? Instead of saying that, celebrate that person. Literally in your mind, 
say, oh my goodness, I am so lucky to be standing behind this woman that is so abundant that can buy so much food. I love it. And celebrate it. And it's such a great practice because you're giving that gratitude, not to yourself, to a complete stranger, which then just amplifies it and brings all of the goodies back to you. Right. But we need to be in this, like, celebrate. Like, again, you don't have to run around like, look at me, look at me, look what I just did, look at my award. Just be your most authentic self. And if there is something that you've done that you feel is a great accomplishment, tell the world, tell whoever you want. Rebecca, you're great. Thank you're you. great. And look, I'm using your mug. Thank you, Manifest Rebecca. that shit. I love that. I mean, I do that when I'm running. When I'm running, I started to do this now. When I'm running and people are coming at me, whether they're running, walking, or biking, as soon as I see them, in my head, I'll probably get to a point where I say it out loud soon, but in my head, I just, I wish them love. I'm like, I love you. I love you. I mean, and I, I feel it, though. I sincerely mean it, because at the end of the day, this is what I, life is life. Things are going to happen. You're going to stub your toe. You're going to lose loved ones. That is life, all right? However, building up a reservoir of resilience, all right, you feel that with joy and happiness and gratitude and bliss and truth and authenticity. That's what builds that reservoir up so that when those trying times do happen, you can, you can just dive into your reservoir and get the comfort and the healing that you need from that. Go back on and get back on to doing what we need you to do. And that's shine your light. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. But to the question, well, what is it though? Well, that's on you. When you that, the what is it that you feel is your greatest expression? That's on you. So forget asking yourself, what is it? My question to you is, what are you doing to give yourself time, space, and attention to actually discover it? Because it's there. You felt it. Those moments where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling all juiced. That's your passion. Try to go back to those moments and see what was happening, all right? But so just give yourself time, space, and attention, not just four minutes on a Tuesday, because obviously if that was enough, then we wouldn't be having this discussion, right? So do it, get into it, grow it, augment it, expand it, course correct it, but recognize you're the one that's, be the wind, not the sail. Be the wind, not the sail. <laughs> oh, it's so wise. <laughs> Um, and, and all of these things are, are also ever evolving and changing, right? Like what is my definition of happy today is going to change and yes. evolve. Yes. You know, like we are evolving beings. Things are always going to change and evolve. So be open to that growth and experiment and just enjoy life. Truth. Truth. Wow. So everybody, thank you for being here with us tonight for this uh, historic occasion it's totally um, was historic it's history it, it is history it is um so we'll be back next thursday at eight o'clock um i'm going to push michael and myself to put out some uh, ig stories with uh some questions if you all have questions you can uh, send them to us over the week and we'll uh we'll touch base um rebecca if you're still on Drops of oil and wisdom would love to know where you got the manifestation mug. Um, everybody else, thank you all so much for being here. Michael, thank you for pushing yourself. I love you, man. Um, and, and doing this, I appreciate it. Um, and honestly, we, we did, we committed to do four weeks, but I'm gonna say this, if you all keep showing up, we will keep showing up. Truth. That, that's how we roll. Truth. So thank you all for being here. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Sweet, sweet. Love, Love you all. All right, peace out. Nikki, it'll be recorded. You can watch the whole thing in the IG uh, TV land probably in a couple minutes.